Hello, hello, and welcome to the Pick and Play Show. Today, we're going to break down week 13, look at week 14, catch you up on where we're standing in our gambling habits, which have been pretty decent. We're going to walk through Coach of the Year, talk about why teams really aren't successful off of a bye week. To do that, we've got Leo, Zell. Let's break it down. You know what I'm talking about? So, check it out. Uh. First got it when he was six, didn't know any tricks. Matter of fact, first time he got on it, he slipped. Landed on his hip and busted his lip. For a week, he had to talk with a list like this. Now we can end the story right here. But Shorty didn't quit, it was something in the air. Yeah, he said it was something so appealing. He couldn't fight the feeling, something about. All right, Leo, how you doing? Had a bye week, huh? It's a good week, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I got the week off this week. The Titans didn't play. I got to actually sit down and watch football and enjoy it for once. I got to watch Red Zone, jump around to some games, and not be stressed out. It was a good Sunday for me. Zell, we can go ahead and start with this. Your Sunday didn't go great. You got bombed by Gardner Minshew showing up in that aviator jacket to take on the Jets. How did it all go for you? I mean, I told y'all last week on the pod that whoever was playing quarterback, I didn't expect us to win. I just expected us to hopefully be competent, um, put up some points, which is what we did in the first half. Like, it honestly had the makings of a shootout. Um, we scored on the first drive. Zach Wilson looked good. Honestly, that was the best he's looked, like, all season as far yep. as, like, you know, making the right reads, being, um, you know, decisive in the pocket. Um, so it, it was good to see. And that second half, like – we had the ball on offense for, I think it was like a total of 90 seconds in the third quarter. So, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. I mean, I, there's nothing you really can say. Our offense wasn't even out there on the field. And then when they got the chance back to in the fourth quarter, the game was already over. The defense after the first, you know, couple of weeks of the season, they've been like really bad. And I honestly, like a lot of people in the media are saying, oh, well, Sal is a defensive coach. And um, the DC, Jeff Ulbrich, he needs to go. I'm like, whoa, 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 chill out. Like, realistically, besides C.J. Mosley and Quinnen Williams, right, and I would say John Franklin Myers, outside of those three, how many other guys do we have starting at all three levels can you name and will be starting on other NFL rosters? Yeah, probably nobody. Right. I mean, it's exactly. not Exactly. I can't name anyone over yeah. there, so you got me. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, no disrespect to Bryce Hall or anything like that, but – He's been playing good at corner. But, I mean, we have a bunch of young guys, a bunch of rookies, and not a lot of, you know, horses on defense. So, I think we need to get more pieces in there before we can really judge, you know, that defense. But they've been bad, like, flat out. Um, the Eagles scored, I'm pretty sure, on all their possessions. Miles Sanders had, I think he had, like, 120 rushing yards. So, if they're going to dominate time of possession like that, can't stop the run, still can't stop a screen pass, then, you know, it is what it is, you know. Um, at this point, I just want them to like the offense to continue to look, you know, cohesive like that. Um, we just lost Corey Davis. He's out yep. for the season. So it hasn't been a, a great first year from him. Um, and he was one of our big free agent signings. Um, so add that's Carl Lawson being out for the year, Lamarcus Joyner being out for the year, and Makai Becton being out for the majority of the season. And to a team who doesn't have that much depth and is already very young those aren't you know you can't be losing big pieces like that you know so it's tough but i mean at least you know the offense is looking a little bit better so we got the saints this week um i think that's another l incoming but um i i'm just gonna be you know all right if the offense continues to look well and zach wilson you know keeps taking those steps so yeah 
Jets can't control the line of scrimmage. You can't do that. You can't win football games as the game goes on. It starts to deteriorate for them. Uh, I'll give everyone a little bit of hint here. You can gamble against the Jets pretty freely. Um, as we go down the stretch here, there are some times where, you know, some of these teams that don't have all the skills, um, don't have the coaching, can jump up and surprise you middle of the year because everyone's competing. Here down the stretch, it's a lot harder to stay motivated. Um when you're not in a playoff race and there are a lot of teams in a playoff race so i will be gambling against the jets pretty much the entire way out on here uh, i just think they can be had for low numbers it's gonna be tough for you guys to stay within seven of most teams um you guys took the opening kickoff back all the way down to like the 20 scored a touchdown looked good kind of were going back and forth with philly they come out after halftime they seemed a little more refocused and they just took the wood to you and i think that was kind of the last chance to catch someone slipping up. So it could be tough road from here on out, but, you know, you can take solace in watching the Seahawks games and rooting against them. Yep, yep. And I'd just like to add, Zach Wilson had more touchdowns on Sunday than Trevor Lawrence has had since Halloween. I'm just saying. Yeah. Just saying. All right, that's something we'll talk about towards the end of the year because I think all these other rookie quarterbacks are kind of in neutral. Um, but let's take a look around the NFL. There were some really big. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. What? Hold what? on, hold on. We're not jumping around the NFL yet, buddy. Let's talk about that two point conversion for the Ravens against Pittsburgh. Where <laughs> Lamar sails that bitch. I still think <laughs> and they the right lose call, to though. Pittsburgh. We're, we're not jumping past that. How'd you feel about that? Let, let's talk about what it. Did I, what did I, I, let's see. If it was I the right call, had, in my opinion, if, I think Lamar just missed him. Oh, it was entirely the right call. Um, unequivocally, Marlon Humphrey's out for the year, Torres Peck. So uh, we don't have any corners left. John Harbaugh said that at the time. Um, I think I told you guys going into the game there was a chance we'd lose. I told you I'd already bet on Pittsburgh plus four and a half. Um, so I don't. Right, there's not a whole lot. Like I said, no matter what the outcome was, I wasn't going to be too high or too low. I wasn't. Um, I'm still not. This season comes down to this. If Lamar plays poorly in the game or plays average, we can't win it. It's just that going forward. Lamar was Lamar had two incredible drives in that game and was piss poor the rest of the game. That's just the way it was. You can't I there's of course Roman can do better. I don't think the coaching staff can do much better with the parts they have. Backup left tackle, backup right tackle. We actually just lost our backup right tackle. Running back one, two, and three are all gone. Um You've lost Nick Boyle, who was supposed to come back this year, but he hasn't been healthy, so you lost your number two tight end. It's the way it is. Um, it's a young team. The, the parts that are left are all fucking young. Lamar, Hollywood, Mark Andrews. I, I, you know, I didn't take too much out of the game. I thought the defense played really fucking well for how banged up they are. They gave up 17 points in the fourth, and that's the, the corners started getting hurt, and that, that basically the Pittsburgh Steelers learned that you don't have to run the ball. You can just throw it on the Ravens, um, and they did, and that's how they came back in the game. I would have loved for Lamar to complete that pass, but he was playing poor for most of the night. It kind of capped off exactly what I thought of his play for the game. Drives down, scores a touchdown, and then you have a five-yard throw to make. That's it. Five yards to your sure-handed tight end who's wide open for the game winner, and you sail it over his head. I thought it really summed up kind of exactly how Lamar played. See, okay, I understand agreeing with the decision, and I'm definitely not mad at the decision, but watching the game in real time when I was sitting there Sunday, I thought that they should have kicked it. 
You're telling me all you got to do is stop Big Ben one time. And like you said, the defense was playing well. I know they gave up a bunch of points in the fourth. Yep. But, I mean, if you got Tucker and you got Lamar, I think I would go to overtime. I'm just not. Like, I love the two. Here's the truth. It was there. Like, if if you tell me that you can either go to overtime. Now, you just lost Marlon Humphrey. So, you have literally, we went into that game with not a single corner to spare. We were going to go into overtime with no corners none we would have three corners mate like max three people in our secondary you couldn't do it and here's the other thing if i boiled it down to this and said ryan Tannehill needs to make a five yard throw to a wide open aj brown or you go to overtime which are you taking well you know which one i'm taking right. and the results made it so that the call looks better but before you even get on the field, if you ask me, do you want to go for two or do you want to kick the field goal? Uh, I think I personally would have kicked it. Yeah, I, I mean, it, I looked at it. I as soon as we did it, I wanted it. I said, this is the right call. That's how you beat people in the NFL. You go out and you beat them. You don't hope for the best later on. You go and you beat them. You execute because you're the better team. It's what really got the Ravens to win. Or you lose now. on a bad throw. That's that's true. But I, I'm, it, if you're going to say that my QB can't make a five-yard throw, I don't think he's going to be able to get it done in overtime either. You probably deserve to lose that game. For him you don't make a five-yard throw. Yeah. throw. You, I mean, what do you like? The the what you're asking me is now Lamar has to make more throws. Ah, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying if. In that position, I, I'm kicking the field goal. I, I'm going to trust if, – if you have all this trust in Lamar, then you trust him to go down the field one more drive, right? Or are you going to tell no. me that Big Ben and Deontay Johnson had you scared in your boots? Like, I don't think that that's – no. Uh, I mean, I, I, these, here are the facts. The Ravens had no corners. You gave up 17 points in the fourth. You just lost your best corner. You want to go and you go, hey, our, our, our offense in overtime, what we're going to do is we're going to hope we get the field. We're hope we get the coin. So we're going to go 50-50 right off the bat. Then you're going to hope if the Pittsburgh gets it, that you somehow stop them. You've shown no signs of stopping them in the fourth, and you just lost your best defensive player. I don't really think that's it. And then you turn around and go, hey, offense, I know you've really only done two things all day, and they really only did two fucking things. And Lamar, you've looked terrible except for those two things. I want you to keep playing. Man, none of that makes sense to me. I know you got Tucker. So like, is your season over then at this point? No, it's because the same the, thing. those corners aren't coming back. It's the same thing I said going in. If Lamar plays well, no one's going to beat us. If Lamar plays poorly, that's it. We can we can lose to anyone if Lamar plays poorly. He's played poorly now since Miami. So he played poorly in Miami, got sick. Uh, we went with a backup to beat Chicago. He played unbelievably bad in fucking Cleveland, and we won that out of pure grit. We go to Pittsburgh. He plays bad again, honestly, and we take it down to the last second, and he misses a uh, throw. You, you're, we're probably aimed at either 10-7 and seven or 11-6. and six. Both of those get into the playoffs this year. So I don't think season's over by any means, and you just got to get hot at the right time. But it's where I, it's, this is the indifference I have right now watching the Ravens, and I described it last week. If Lamar plays like Lamar can play, no one's beating us. If Lamar plays like he did this week, we ain't beating anybody. So I have, I, there's no coaching that's going to go into this. This is simply going to be Lamar, it's all on you, buddy. 
Have fun. 24. Good luck. You got no left tackle, no right tackle, no cornerback one, cornerback two, safety one, linebacker one, running back one, running back two, running back three, tight end two. Those are all out. Those are just the starters that are out. Uh, good luck. <laughs> it's all on you. It's indifference. Uh, Honestly. So. I think at this point, a, a divisional round would be a ceiling for you guys. I, I don't see how you get past that. Yeah, I, except I don't know who – like, look around the AFC. I just – you know, you guys could get healthy and come out of it. Derrick Henry could not come back. Julio Jones could never play. Like, the, when I look around, mm. like, the Patriots, I'm not scared of Mac Jones. I'm just not. No, nah, it's shaping up for another Mahomes run. That's what it's looking like from my vantage point. They have, Show and, is. And we can transition over into that because I've got it on my board here. We can talk about Mahomes for a second or for a bit. Their offense hasn't looked good since the beginning of the year. They're winning games by their defense. Yeah, they stepped up for sure. That offense has come at, came out of a bye, did nothing. Let's be honest, they scored nothing against Denver, and Teddy Bridgewater turned the ball over nonstop and was a complete non-factor in terms of getting his team on the board. And they scored 22. I mean, they, this is an offense that cannot get going right now. Mahomes throwing more picks in traffic. I don't know. I don't. There isn't a team in the AFC where I go, watch out for them. Yeah, we can, we can keep holding the light on for them. But we got to stop acting like that Kansas City offense is ready to go. And we can keep talking about how it'll spring to life. But when? Like, when? They win. I'm not sure when it's going to happen, but I feel like it's going to happen at some point. And I think if you're a Kansas City fan and you see the way the defense is carrying right now, that's got to make you feel good. Because if the defense is on, that I am not going to lose faith in the Chiefs offense. I know that they've looked like shit for weeks, maybe a month or two now. Like the, the offense, like you say, I'm not going to repeat everything you just said. But if the defense is looking good, I know that the offense can get going eventually. Like Tyreek Hill is dropping balls all over the place. Kelsey's just, I mean, I don't know what the, what's going on with the connection there. But you've got to think it's going to get going at some point. Here's who they play to end the year. Raiders, Chargers, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Denver. We're going to know. But, like, this is the thing with the AFC. Except for Tennessee and Indianapolis, which you guys both play what looks like the lollipop kingdom of just a macabre of fools, uh, everyone else plays each other. You guys play division games, and your division's Jacksonville and Houston. So you guys get to beat up on them. But the rest of the AFC is going to do a pretty good job about cannibalizing itself because – they're all playing tough division games. So, you know, with the AFC side of it, I go, let's see who makes it to the playoffs and let's see who runs out. But, uh, you know, I, I think that Tennessee is going to be right up there at the top. I, I, who do you guys have left that has a winning record? Um, got it up real quick. Uh, you guys have Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Miami, and Houston left. So, you know, right. I don't think we're going to know much. The funny thing is the teams that are, like, kind of aimed at the playoffs, I think this is kind of what we're going to get. And I, I, there's still five weeks left. I don't know who's going to show up. Like, I don't know what team turns into it. I, I don't know. I'm just – right now when I look at the Ravens, I go, man, they're all banged up. But then I look back around the NFL and I go – the AFC and I go, well, I was in the NFC, I'd be scared shitless because Green Bay and Arizona are – I think they're 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 really fucking good and 
And and I think the Rams aren't far behind him, and the Ravens play both Green Bay and the Los Angeles Rams here towards the end of the season. So I, I think Ooh, things will sort itself tough. out. It, it's Look, our schedule is fucking – I don't know if anybody else has a tougher schedule. We have Cleveland, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Green Bay, and Arizona, and uh, Los Angeles Rams. You're, you're basically playing playoff games like starting now. Now. I mean, right it, honestly, now. it probably would have started against the Steelers, to be honest, this past it week. It started basically, against Cleveland. True. Okay, Cleveland the week before, right? Um, y'all yep. that one out, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Playoffs for from here on out, pretty much. So it's yeah. that definitely is tough. It's going to be tough. And right now with the AFC, let's round it out here. There's two more games we really got to cover. There, the first one: Los Angeles Chargers and the Bengals. Um, do y'all watch this game? I did. That man, Justin Herbert, was shitting all over multiple fantasy teams of mine. I played him in multiple <laughs> leagues, and he just he just took a shit all over me. Did you see he what was going happened crazy to Joe, early. You see what happened to Joe Burrow? Yeah, his pinky looked like the size of a Vienna sausage. It, he shattered it, man. They haven't come out and said Oof. what's wrong with it. It was hanging off of his hand. Yeah, it did not look good. Not at all. That man is a fucking warrior, though. Holy piss. He came out and threw good passes with a broken pinky. I mean, holy shit. He said he's not going to miss any time. He basically just went to the locker room, was like, you know, just fucking stick it in a glove. No, that's it. They stuck it in a glove. He came back out, took the glove off. I was like, God damn. And he hit it on a helmet like two plays later. I was like, holy shit. And, and you know, the thing is, we were talking to me and my friends sitting on the sofa watching the game. And we're like, you know. They'll just shoot it up. One of my friends like, hey, they'll just shoot it up. You know, they'll give it some tortoise. They'll they'll put it right into that finger, make it numb. You can't put anything in your hand that's going to make your hand numb as a quarterback, can you? I say no. I would think not. Right? Is that yeah, what you nah. think? No, right? No, I agree. I don't know. So I mean, unless they can target the pinky specifically, but I doubt. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know how good medicine is, yeah. but I don't think his that pinky. That yeah, his pinky was at the point where I don't think anything would have really helped. That you know, he was throwing on the sideline too, and you could see him like wincing, wincing, and agony and pain. Yeah, that dude had to just get up there, and maybe they could put something on it. But like, man, he got out there and balled out, and and the Bengals really, the rest of the Bengals let him down tremendously. The Chargers tried to give this back. Justin Herbert. Uh, you know, everyone falls in love with Josh Allen's arm because that dude's got a fucking howitzer. But the thing is, Joe Burrow's, I mean, Justin Herbert's got the same arm, but he's not fucking brain dead. I mean, that guy can pinpoint a ball all the way across the map on a frozen rope. It's fucking crazy. That guy is wonderful to watch. Wonderful. His arm is a rocket launcher. Oh, my God. The ball could go 40 yards and not elevate above 10 yards in the air. Or 10 feet in the air. Like, he just keeps it on a line. Bang! Right to you. Just insane. Wonderful. Um, Zell, you get a chance to check out this game? Yeah. No, I, I was watching. It was more the beginning that I was watching. and Because I know the Chargers were putting it on them. And then the yeah. Bengals started to come back. And I was like, okay, I got to tune back into this. But, um, yeah, I, the Bengals team, like, I really think like the narrative of them as far as this season they're just tough they want to run the ball and then they've got yeah. their quarterback who is obviously playing through his pinky looking like the michelin man you know so <laughs> yeah. um the chargers <laughs> needed that win i guess a little bit more than the bengals did but um they both need it yeah it's desperate times Des very desperate times very desperate times but no i think it was one of the better games this past sunday for sure um, another thing about that game, there were three 20-point swings. So 
the Chargers jumped out 20 nothing, like roughly 20 points. Chargers jumped out like 20 nothing. Bengals came all the way back and fell within two. So basically it was like 24-22. And then the Chargers went and made it like 38-40. And then the Bengals so were down by 20 again. It was kind of crazy. It was like 20 points, 20 points, 20 points. So great swings here. And we talk about the Bengals and what they have left. Here's the Bengals schedule. It ain't pretty either. Okay, the Bengals play San Francisco this week in a do-or-die for both teams. Then they go to Denver. Denver's still going to be hanging around. I don't think I think that they're going to win that game. It's going to be tough. They play at home against Baltimore, at home against Kansas City, and then they go to Cleveland, who beat the crap out of them earlier uh, in November. So they don't have like the Ravens don't have a game left with a team under 500 since he doesn't either this is going to be a bloodbath I think all the way down to the to the wire here so really going to be fucking interesting the whole AFC is going to have good matchups and uh, we're going to spend a good bit of time talking about the upcoming ones because there's huge playoff implications almost every single week Uh, last big AFC game that kind of helped shape it you know, I made a couple midseason predictions. One of them that has been coming out truthfully right is New England is now on top of their division, of the AFC. Did anyone get to watch that torrential downpour yesterday? I did not. Oh, my God. Thank God. It was... Did I? It was wonderful. So, I think there's a, there's a community on Twitter. Twitter, real life. What's the difference? Um, and... They, there's this fantasy football group of people and there's this analytics group of people and they both agree wholeheartedly that every single game sh- should be played in a dome. I'm going to stop it here. Zell, Leo, do you like weather football or do you think everything should be in a dome? Mm, it depends. If, if I have fantasy implications in the game, <laughs> then yeah. I would prefer it to be in a dome. Let me just tell you that I needed desperately 20 points from Jacoby Myers last night. Oh, and the moment that I turned the TV on, I said, fuck, I lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'd agree with Leo on that. You know, just as a fan of the sport in general, it is nice to see, you know, those, uh, what do they call them, in Lambo, like the the frozen tundra games and snow games and things like that. But like he said, just, you know, I want to see points put up too um, and want to see entertaining games. So um, I didn't really get to watch the game last night, but I definitely, before the game started, saw the weather implications and I was like, oh, hell no. Um, Shit, I need this Stephon Diggs and one of my leagues to give me four points and I was worried about that. So he barely got it. (laughs) He barely Um, got it. Bro, at certain points in the game, they said that the wind gusts were up to 50 miles an hour. Like, (laughs) what the fuck? Who wants to play in that? (laughs) Come on now. Right. I bet Bill Belichick had a little chub in his shorts. A little uh, chub? He had to tape it down. (laughs) (laughs) Tame that shit. (laughs) He was walking with, he was walking, leaned over like Quasimodo. He fucking there is no I, concentrated value of viagra you could give him to get him as hard as he was thinking about that game yesterday <laughs> there was a clip going around i seen like uh, a couple hours ago on twitter of course and it was like a post game in the pat's locker room and he was like that's why we practice in this shit and everybody's like yeah yes. yeah like go uh, belichick practices out in the elements he practices situational football um i i love weather football i don't care if i have fantasy implications on it or what 
Um, I really don't. I love it. I think it's so unique to football. I think you, when you look at all the other sports, you know, hockey has that set of games where they play outside, like just open air when it's like a, the winter classic. That's awesome. Draws a lot of people. It's just a cool fucking thing that you're just outside playing this giant sport. Baseball's cool, but they shut it down whenever there's uh, rain. Um, you know, they shut it down for snow. They will play through some wind. Uh, but football, when you're like, man, it's a blizzard out there. And they're like, is there lightning? And they're like, no. And they're like, all right, well, let's fucking do it. And they just go out there and fucking have at it. I don't care if it's an ugly game. It was beautiful to watch. That was an ass kicking. The, and after the game, every single Bills fan, fan and player, had a sore butthole. That You see Mika Hyde and them uh, uh, walk off the stage. After I did po- not see that. I had turned it off by then. That reporter, I saw that clip, yeah. yeah. Some yeah. reporter asked them something about the game, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically asked them how it felt to get their shit pushed in, and they didn't like it, and they got angry. And I'm like, there's a whole sense of people online like, well, that's crazy that you know they would ask of that. And I'm like, I don't know. If I just watched you got your ass kicked for fucking three and a half hours, the first question I would ask you is, hey, man, what the fuck went on out there? <laughs> He got your ass kicked. They said, we're going to run the ball. And then you went, yeah. And they went, yep. And they ran it down your throat. I think the Patriots are a dangerous fucking team. They won this game with three attempted passes. So all the Mac Jones fans out there. Unfucking believable. Three passes, bro. Three passes. And and everyone, Mac Jones fans out there. Let's, let's hear it. Defend him. Tell me he's great. The Patriots, just, just to give you a bar of where Mac Jones is. Almost every single quarterback in the NFL could do what he did yesterday. Nothing. He did nothing. They just won a game without a fucking quarterback in the year 2021. No quarterback. Lowest pass attempts. And they, they, they were barely at any point threatened. I think the, the Patriots are a legit team, but I want to see how Mac Jones does down the stretch in games that he has to throw. Leo, what are you taking away from this game? If you're a Bills fan, you your confidence in the team has to have plummeted last night because the Patriots walked into the Bills stadium. Mind you, this wasn't in New England. This was yeah. this was in the Bills stadium. They walked in there and looked like the team that was ready to play that football game. Honestly, the Bills looked like they didn't know how to deal with the cold, which I would understand if this was like the Arizona Cardinals right. or something like that. But the Buffalo Bills should look better in the cold than they did last night. So if that's how you're going to look in your stadium in the cold, if I'm a Bills fan, that was one of those games that kind of makes me realize that this isn't a Super Bowl team. Yep. Zell? Couldn't have said it any better. Um, I, I would have preferred the Bills to win that game, but just from like the highlights and because like I said, I didn't watch and hearing about it I, I i just still can't get over the fact that they lost a game where a team only attempted three passes it's yeah. like it's because they can't run the ball either right yeah that's true they never can they never can run the ball i mean you know you had to know coming into this game that even if the you know these elements weren't so bad the patriots are a run first team you know they like to run set up the play action josh mcdaniels is one of the best play callers out there especially with you know gadget plays and things like that and for them to get, I guess, dominated at the line of scrimmage like they did, and you knowing what's coming and not being able to stop it in your house, in elements that you'd probably prefer to play in, 
Yeah, like like in a divisional game, in a super important, right, right, exactly. Um, I would be if I was a Bills fan, I'd just be deflated right now. There's, as of right now, like he said, I don't see how you can look at them and be like, this is a Super Bowl contending team. You can't even beat the Pats with a rookie QB attempting three passes. What's how are you going to beat anybody else when it matters? So, yeah, not looking good for them so far. I'm going to tell you, the Buffalo Bills have built themselves a team that does not want to play in Buffalo weather which is a fucking problem. They have a pass-first team with a defense that can stop the run somewhat. I mean, the truth is, it's not like the Patriots ran for a trillion yards. They only scored 14. It's not like we're talking about that the the Patriots ran the ball all over them all day long and won the game, you know, 35-7 running the ball nonstop. They ran the ball enough they won 222 rushing yards yep and that's that that only gets you 14 points in today's nfl so you know it it's it is i i give them all the credit like just yesterday i gave out the new england patriots plus three the under 41 and tease them together i gave out three fucking winners on it i took every single patriots wide receiver basically under on catches or under on um receiving yards and the under on the game, and the Bills under. I, I fucking hit a fucking eighteen to one That's parlay. Easy money. Uh, it was. I hit eighteen to one parlay, and I've never hit an easier parlay. Um, the only part of it that scared me is I had Johnu Smith under like fifteen and a half receiving yards, and he caught that goddamn Mac Jones pass for twelve yards. Um, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like right away he did it. And I was like, son of a bitch. Luckily, Mac Jones, Bill Belichick said, put that arm away. Um, but I don't think the bills are built to win. I think Josh Allen makes stupid decisions, which we saw yesterday. Take stupid sacks, which Lamar has been doing recently. Uh, I don't think that this team is going to, is going to be able to hang in there. I think the Patriots are going to run away with this division a little bit. Any of you think that the bills are going to be able to go into new England and get a win out of them? I don't know. They'd have to be going to New England hoping for warm weather, which right. you should not expect at this right. time of year. Right. So, in short, no. They're going to play I, New England on December 26th. I, I So it's going to be even colder. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they can beat New England. I'm just not confident in it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I, I don't expect them to, but at the same time, if they did win, I wouldn't be surprised because it was still what, what did they end up losing by a touchdown? Uh, four. four, four, fourteen and ten, four, oh, okay. and that's the thing. Yeah, it's just I don't really know where they're going to go from here. I'm interested in seeing what this division turns into. I just took a look at the run, the point differential in this division because it's it's the funniest looking fucking point differential. The New England Patriots have 150 points over the Buffalo Bills are 140. Miami is minus 34, and the Jets are minus 150. Yeah, Which is not the worst are, in the NFL, though. Two of those games came from the fucking shellackings from the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, they're boosting their own points. All right, that's the AFC roundup. We had some NFC that got a – I'll say the NFC is going to have some really fucking weird teams streaking into the playoffs. Like, whether it's Washington or Philly there's gonna or San Fran, there's going to be, like, one of these bad teams just comes flying into the playoffs last second through, like, a bar window. Um, and, and we'll start there. Washington is six and six and six now. They've won four in a row. They were two and fucking six. I mean, I think we threw dirt all over them. Here they are. I think so. You guys want to hear something crazy? They control their own destiny. If they win out, 
they take the division. Wow. wow. That's wild. They see Dallas twice, twice. or once? Twice. Oh, shit. This and Dallas has game. a two-game lead. <laughs> Washington could. I'm not saying they will, but Washington could streak straight through the line here. and ta- If they can take Dallas down twice. Now, here is their schedule. Dallas this week. Philly. Dallas. Philly. <laughs> Four straight go, division games. Yes, and then they end with the Giants. So they go division, 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 and it's home, away, away, home, away. It, 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 that is a preposterous division. I don't think we can call this division over. I think we've got to resurrect it. There's still too many teams to play. They all fucking play each other. They all fucking play each other, like uh, twice some cases. So I think this has got a lot of juice left in it. Washington, yay or nay, they getting in the playoffs. They may be taking my Carolina Panthers spot that I had that I had pegged there. Uh, Leo, do we should we take this Washington team a little more real, or, or, or is this just a four game blip after starting two and six? I mean, I think that we got to take them a little more seriously now. They've, I'm not a believer in Taylor Heineke, at least. Let me rephrase that. I like watching Taylor Heineke play. I like watching him play, but I am not a huge believer. Like, I I don't see him leading them on on any kind of spectacular run. But the defense all of a sudden has gotten some things figured out. I mean, the most points they've given up since October 24th is just 24 points. They haven't given up more than 24 since October. And so uh, if the defense is going to play the way that they're playing, then – yeah, they have a shot. We got to open it back up. I mean, this week is going to tell us a lot. If they can beat the Cowboys in Washington this Sunday, then the door's wide open for them. But that, I don't know what changed on the defense because they lost Chase Young. I know. But it all of a sudden they just got good. I'm not sure. And Montez Sweat, the guy broke his jaw. Yeah, that's that's right. I was just about to say that too. Like you, lo- you lose your best defender on defense and you get better. That's that, – I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I, like Leo said, I guess we do have to consider them and take them serious because technically they're ahead of Philly, who we had to bring them back in, you know, past week as far as with, you know, them being potentially making the playoffs. So that division is just wild. And the fact that they're all playing each other too, the schedulers did a hell of a job with that. Like <laughs> you literally just said they have all division games to finish their, their um, season, the football team. So, I like watching Heineke play just because I think he has some spunk in his game where he's not afraid to kind of, you know, go for it, even though that might end up, you know, on the negative side of things. And now they finally decided that Antonio Gibson really is a three down back. He was a receiver in college. He can do everything. Um, so I don't know what took them so long. I really don't know either. It's crazy. Wasting my fucking time with JD McKissick. Boy, give the ball to Gibson. Right. For real. So I, I don't know what took them so long, but finally they're giving him the rock and, you know, they're winning. So like you said, this week is going to tell a lot when they play the Cowboys. So big rivalry game. I really am going to be tuned into this. It's one of the games we're going to take a look at because there's a lot of fucking hot games on the schedule this week. Um, Another game, we got to bring it up. They're in full binary. One, one, zero, one. The Detroit Lions are on the board. Congratulations to the Lions. Hey. Shout out to them Detroit folk. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, the man. Giving out them wins, 
holiday season, feeling generous. Wasn't really Kirk's fault. Blaming Kirk anyways. Riding right on through it. Um, this was a game that, I, I, like, I had red zone on all, all week and all weekend. I don't know. This game had a bunch of points but never fucking went on red zone until the very end of the game. And then it was the only thing on red zone where they're like, the Lions have the lead. Oh, my God, the Lions. Did you guys watch the game? Uh, did you see yes. how it ended? Oh, well, I saw red zone. Okay, yeah, So same. I didn't see the same entire thing. end. Same so, red zone. That you see Jared Goff get strip sacked at the end of the game. Um, yes, that man stood there. I thought Dan Campbell had the right to physically beat the shit out of him at that point. <laughs> <laughs> like you have the ball, you're driving to go up, and Jared Goff st- sidesteps the guy so he goes by him, and then acts like the guy fell into an alternate reality where it was unrecoverable for him to get back up. <laughs> And then he stood there as long as it took for that guy to get back up, come back, and take the ball from his hands. It was an incredible Jared Goff play where you could just tell the lights weren't on. And then fucking Kirk Cousins gets to play the hero. But wait, there's more Jared Goff. Somehow the light clicks on, the candle's burning bright, and he drives right down the field touchdown as time expires detroit gets their win one one zero one the detroit lions will not go winless pretty remarkable pretty remarkable stuff um thought it was thought it, it was, was nice to see entertaining uh, amon ross st brown yeah catch the game winner that was actually his first career touchdown yeah so i know first awesome. one is a walk-off that was pretty cool to see pretty cool um the only other game that I really had that had a lot of meaning to it in the NFC is, and it's not um, a ton of meaning, except Seattle-San Francisco. Seattle looked dead, and San Francisco was on a roll, and now they just got tripped up by an opponent who really looked down and out. Seattle, uh, I just looked this up, trying to double-check it, but... I think Pete Carroll is 14-4 and against San Francisco since he's gotten there. And San Francisco's had good teams. He's beaten them all the time, no matter what happens. Um, Is San Francisco a team that's going to be able to hold it it together down the end of this season, Zell? Do you think Trey Lance could make an appearance? Yeah, I only think he'll make an appearance if Jimmy G gets hurt again. But I do not want to see San Fran in the playoffs unless – I mean, Debo's entertaining to watch, and I guess that's probably why a big part of why they didn't win this past game. Um, I know Kittle went off, but I don't know, just something about San Fran. I think maybe it's Jimmy G, man. I just oh, it's he's, Jimmy G. He's, he's yeah, he's boring. He's boring to me. He's a boring oh, yeah. quarterback, you know. So of course, you know, big bro to them, Seattle and Pete Carroll came up from the, the depths of nothing to get this dub. So um, I, I don't know. Is, do you guys know if Debo's going to be back this week? I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. I thought he was week to week, right? So it could be something that he just pops back up with. I'll look it up mm. while you're talking. It's but, a calf injury. I mean, I would want to take my time with that, I would think. Yeah, right? yeah no, am I wrong? Sure. It's not a calf? It's I, a calf? No, I think you're right. I think you're right. And anything like day to day. Mm, calf, hamstring, whatever it is, those uh, soft muscles you should probably you know be precautionary with. But like you, you mentioned earlier, they play the Bengals this week. And yeah. it is in Cincy, I think. So yeah. they just lost another corner too. Not looking too hot for them. So, but I, if they miss the playoffs, I mean, I ain't gonna be mad about it. So 
I don't think they're making it. I had predicted them to miss, but at this point, I kind of think that they'll make it only because, I mean, they lost to the Seahawks this week, but it wasn't a bad loss. I mean, Jimmy G's on, like, the 10-yard line at the end of the game with a chance to tie it, or if they go for two like the Ravens, maybe win it. And so I I'm, I don't want to overreact to the loss. It's not like Seattle should be better than 4-8. and eight. They're not, but they're sh- they should be. So I, I'm not – the the sky isn't falling for San Francisco. I don't think if Jimmy G takes a step to the right on that last play, they probably score a touchdown and maybe we're having a different conversation here. I didn't believe in them in the beginning of the year, but at this point, I think that they'll get one of those wild card seeds because I'm I'm pretty sure the last wild card spot is a five win team right now. Yep, five win. T- uh, no, Washington just took it and they have six wins now. Okay. All right. So, yeah, they're very much in it. And if you ask me if I think they're better than Washington, the answer is yes. So, they have the last two spots 49ers football team, six and six, six and six. Okay. Yeah. I like San Fran better than I like Philly or Minnesota or Carolina. So, yeah, I think that they still make it. A lot of interesting games because San Francisco, they have that game against Cincy, which matters. They also play your Tennessee Titans. So they have Cincinnati, Tennessee, and the Los Angeles Rams, which are games that they could win or lose. They also play Atlanta and Houston in there. They should lock both of those up, although Atlanta beating them would be one of those you look over and you're like, oh, okay, well, that that really is the end of the 49ers. Uh, besides that, I don't really think there's anything on the NFC side that we need to touch on. Zell, Leo, we missed anything before we transition? Nope. Nope, yeah. I we- thought it was a, an atrocious loss for the for the Vikings. Uh, an yeah. atrocious loss yeah. really fucked their playoff stuff up. They, 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 by having Kirk Cousins, you concede yourself to needing the rest <laughs> of the NFL to give you a playoff spot, or you have a beautiful roster that he will not be able to maximize. One of the two. Um, all right, transitioning here, I'm going to do a little little call out for myself. I am back to being all my bullshit gambling. Uh, in October, I finished up 13 units. In November, uh, started had a rough middle, but had a good bounce back at the end. Actually, finished minus one unit for the month. I am nine and one to start December. I hit every single game except San Fran, who fucked me, and that'll be the last time I fucking do that. Um, so San Fran, my only loser this weekend to keep me from going for 10 and 0. Uh, and I gotta say this: I got T.J. Watt eight to one. Gave that out. The sack leader this year. He is leading by two and a half sacks now after Lamar Jackson ran into him three times this weekend. Um, And Bill Belichick, (laughs) he did. Literally, there were two sacks where Lamar sat back there for five seconds, and we had two wide. We had a tight end and our fullback wide open, and Lamar runs into T.J. Watt. I was like, well, that sucks. I need that. I need that sack. Um and then I had Bill Belichick gave him out 17 to one coach of the year. Let's stop and talk about this. Who are your guys coach of the year favorites? Start with you, Zell. I'll give out some obvious candidates. The two I think that are leading it right now. Cliff Kingsbury, one, one seed in the NFC. Bill Belichick, number two, number one seed in the AFC. What do you think, Zell? Anyone we're missing? Or you really think it's a two horse race? I think uh, Matt LaFleur should get some love, too. Um, I know the Packers were on by this uh, past week, but I think he should get some love. I mean, they've been without Jair Alexander and David Bakhtiari, two of their big pieces. Um, yep. And I think he should definitely get some consideration, but um, I, I wouldn't say you're wrong, especially after this, you know, uh, Monday night when New England had. Um, Belichick's got to be in the conversation. 
and definitely Kingsbury. The, the Cardinals have the best record in the league, but I would say it's those three. Um, I think Leo's boy Vrabel still has a chance. I know they're coming off of the bye, and then they have that loss. Um, Thank to New you. England, but yeah, I, I definitely think he should definitely get some consideration, especially if they, um, you know, finish the season out strong. I would say those would be my top four candidates as of right now. If I had to hand out the award, I mean, right now I give it to Bill because I mean he's nine and four with with Mac Jones and 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 just defense and doesn't yeah, but... need Mac Jones. We just found out <laughs> right, and apparently doesn't need him. Doesn't need a quarterback. He would much prefer to play a game without a quarterback. Right, Kingsbury, Lafleur, Belichick, and Vrabel. Those are the four for me. Anyone else, I'm not really feeling. Uh, personally, I st- still think Vrabel should have a strong shot, not just a distant shot, because he's you know within a game of number one in the AFC, and we already know what the Titans are dealing with. So I'm gonna advocate for Vrabel until the season's over. Vrabel's still in it for me. I don't think you can take Vrabel out of it. I think it. I think that he's under. He's there. Uh, if they do something like four and one the rest of the way, I think he'll get even more consideration. Uh, it's going to be tough to oversee Cliff, in my opinion. It's just it's I, got it's probably got to be Cliff, right? Uh, Before yeah. the season, we Two said he was on the hot Colt seat. McCoy. He might be out of here. Two and one with Colt McCoy. Like out of everything, that's so impressive, and he beat some decent teams in that stretch. Arizona doesn't have a cakewalk the rest of the year, so if they do fall apart a little bit. Um, it could lead to some losses. Here's their schedule to end the year. They have upcoming next is the Rams in a game that they typically win. So if they can beat the Rams, they end the year. They do then have Detroit. That's going to be the, hey, is Kyler Murray the MVP? What are we doing with Cliff Kingsbury after they beat him like 45 to 10? And then you have Indy, Dallas, and Seattle. So Seattle's going to fight hard the whole way through. The Indy Dallas Seattle. If Click Kingsbury goes two and one through that, probably ends up getting coach of the year. He goes one and two, probably loses to either Bill or Zell. To your point, Lafleur overtakes them. If it ain't Bill, then it'll be Vrabel. I think you guys are right. I think we have the four. I don't think anyone else really. Uh, if John Harbaugh could get the Ravens to go five and one down the stretch, beating Green Bay, the Rams, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Cincy, sure. I got news for everyone. That ain't fucking happening. So I think those are our four, and I think we're locked into it. I think I think betting on anybody else really, really, you're you're praying more than you, more than you're looking in the mirror and going, ah, I'm a smart oh. man. So I got one more, the, a sleeper, okay. a sleeper, and I don't expect him to win, but I just there's a possibility. Let's hear it. Brandon Staley. They uh. the Chargers are sitting at seven and five right now. Let me give you their last five. They got the Giants, the Chiefs. The Texans, Broncos, and Raiders. Four and one's not impossible. Is uh, eleven and six good enough for Coach of the Year? Honestly, what you just told me is I think I think the MVP would be what's won instead of Coach of the Year. They'll need Herbert to just show out like he did against Cincy, and if they get that, everyone's going to flock to giving it to Herbert over Staley. You're all right though. There, there's some consideration. That schedule ain't very difficult. I mean. Giants, Houston, there is three division games. We'll see. There are, The NFL front-loading and back-loading the divisions is some sinister bullshit. 
Um, <laughs> it's just like, it's, they're like, all right, I hope you guys are all happy with your two game lead. Now fight to the death. And you're like, oh, Jesus. And you're just holding on to this two game lead as you rock through your division. And then you go right into the playoffs. It's like you just get beat the shit and then you go right into the playoffs, which could, for a lot of these teams, could end up being rematches. I mean, we are talking about three additional playoff teams if it's spread out evenly we are going to get at least three divisional rematches and and we're going to start to see teams play each other three times a year more frequently so um there'll be a lot of bad blood this new england buffalo could go three rounds there's a world where buffalo beats them the second time around still loses out in the division and they go to new england on for like the first round of the playoffs so there's a lot. There's a lot of scenarios we're gonna get into, but man, it's it, coach of the year, uh, MVP. These are all gonna come fucking down to the wire. It, this is such a such an exciting slate of NFL football. Didn't it make you sad that we're already at week fourteen? I know. No. Then you're like, it, it's week fourteen, but there's five more games. I actually was like, okay, we're getting towards the end, and I'm like, five more games, like. Five games ago from now, every team looked different. Like if you go five, if you go five games into the past, you know Washington's one and five, or yeah, one and five. They lose another game, they win four in a row. Like there's a five games ago, Kansas City had was on a losing streak. Now they've won five in a row. It's like. Five games is crazy amount in the NFL. Four used to be a quarter. Five is a third, so uh, a little less than a third. It's just going to be an absolute bloodbath in the year, and they're all fucking division games. That's the other thing that's a little key this year is the division games are all backloaded. So, um, and and with that, let's let's take a let's take a turn. Let's look forward slate here and run through it. Luckily, there's not a ton to cover. There's not a bunch of games with implications. Uh, we'll start here, unless anyone has any strong objections. Pittsburgh, Minnesota. Uh, are you guys ready for another ugly, ugly, ugly primetime game? Man, I'm, mm. uh, I'm hoping this one has a little bit of oomph to it. I know Minnesota can put some points on the board, but the Steelers I'm not too uh, too confident about with that. And we, like you said, we could get a dud having these two quarterbacks. You never know what you're going to get with them. So hopefully it's entertaining. I- I like the over. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to take the over, I'm going to, and then I'm going to tease the Steelers. So I'm going to go – it's 44-and-a-half. I'm going to tease that over down to 38 and then take the Steelers plus 9. So I think that – I don't think the Vikings are capable of beating anyone by 10. I don't think the Steelers really – we've seen this with the Steelers. They can fall behind, but then they start hucking and chucking the football around, which leads to points and can close the gap. They can get after the quarterback, and they will get after the quarterback with T.J. Watt. They don't really have much else. I, th- I think this is going to be an ugly game, but I think there's going to be turnovers and there's going to be points. Leo, what are your thoughts? Mm, this is one of those games that I'm only going to have on because there's not really anything else enticing to watch on yeah. Thursday. Yeah. While, you know, while I was thinking about this game, I checked the NBA schedule for Thursday just to see if I had an out, you know, maybe I could watch something else. And there's no NBA games on that are really worth watching. So I'm going to watch <laughs> Big Ben and Kirk Cousins duel it out, but I'm not particularly excited about it i don't have fantasy implications i'm really hoping that the vikings can get it done just because the steelers are one of those teams that always give the titans problems so i would prefer if they got knocked out of playoff contention because that's one of those teams that i don't care what they look like i don't want to see them in the playoffs 
Um, next game on the docket, Ravens-Browns. Browns are coming off of a bye. They just played the Ravens. We played hideous. I don't really have much to say. I'm not going to have much to say about any Raven game the rest of the year because with the defense so crippled, it comes down to, did DeMar play like an MVP? If you say he played like an MVP, we get a win. Uh, I don't think there's anything more than that. The Browns are minus two and a half. Um, I'm not going to bet on this game. If the Browns were getting getting points, I would take a look at it. I'm not going to bet on the Browns giving up points. So uh, any thoughts on this, Zell? I just want to add to that. Um, the past couple of weeks, I think really – the week before started with that Miami game teams are just blitzing the hell out of Lamar. And I don't think the Ravens have done it. I know, you know, a lot of injuries on the O lines, you're running back stuff like that, but I feel like at least some type of slight adjustment to kind of give them some more time and things like that. It's like teams are just throwing like cover zero blitzes at them all day. I got to stop you. I got to stop you. That's just, it's just not right anymore. Lamar is just missing people. Like, uh, if you go back and watch, like, I, I watched the game. I've rewatched the game. I've watched people break film down of it. This has been multiple weeks in a row now. Lamar's taking more coverage sacks than he is taking real sacks. And there are people wide open. Our first drive, really, of the game, we got going. Lamar started hitting his hot routes on every single throw. We marched right down the field. We scored a touchdown. That was that 99-yard drive. He hit all his hot routes. We broke their defense apart. And then Lamar completely forgot about doing that the rest of the game. So he's just been that bad. He's been bad. That bad since he was like a top five MVP candidate a couple weeks ago. He's just been like shitty the past couple weeks. That Miami game gave him PTSD and he hasn't recovered. I mean, look Mm -hmm. look at the Cleveland game. It's not like he was under duress all the time. He threw bad picks. Oh, I know. He he cost me a fantasy dub. uh, (laughs) And the game this week. We get down into the red zone, and Lamar Jackson throws the ball, falling off his back foot, floated into the back of the end zone, where a Steeler defender is just sitting underneath it. It was, I mean, that's like rookie shit. You don't ever throw the ball off your back foot, fading away, unless you're throwing it out of fucking bounds. And he did it. And it's just like, Lamar, you can't make those plays, dude. You can't make him. He's got more interceptions and touchdowns over the last four or five games. And by a lot. This problem literally persists with Lamar is not making the right reads and adjustments. We saw him brilliantly make all the reads and adjustments at the beginning of the year. Something happened in that Miami game, and he has not been the same since. Um, and, And even in that Miami game, we did make adjustments later in the game, and we didn't execute and against Cleveland we didn't execute against Pittsburgh we didn't execute so um I I I I I was on that side of the fence too but when I watch the last two games I'm literally like Lamar you are fucking killing us and I hate to say that but Lamar has fucking killed us I mean we have no business winning that Browns game we all know that so you know truth hurts that's fair that's what it is he's just been and Ravens fans don't like to admit it but I'm like look Lamar's playing like (laughs) doo-doo It's it. He's playing like doo-doo. Missed a five-yard pass to win a game against the Steelers. I mean, uh, that's doo-doo. <laughs> that's fucking shit. Um, so I didn't mean to cut you off. I just want everyone out there. Oh, no, you're good. You're it's good, yeah. Lamar. It's For Lamar. Sure. It's not really the play calling right now. It's fucking Lamar. Um, not say Greg Roman's great, but right now Lamar needs to step it up. Uh, Leo, any thoughts of the game? 
I mean, I don't really have strong thoughts one way or the other. What I do think is that the Browns are going to give you the best shot that they've got because oh, yeah. this is their best shot again back into the division race. You know, they're only two games out right now, so this game would go a long way. So I'm not going to touch this game in terms of gambling, but uh, I, I definitely think that the Browns are going to keep it close, and I wouldn't be shocked at all to see them win because this this is yeah. their chance. Four teams on the bye this week, Colts, Dolphins, Patriots, Browns are off a bye. It's kind of crazy. Uh, but I took a look at the records of teams coming off a bye this year, and you would think that the teams coming off a bye would have overwhelmingly more wins than losses, but they're currently 12 wins, 11 losses, and one tie. It's not like – it's kind of nuts. There's a lot of fucking teams out there that they're not winning off their bye. So, I mean, Tom, the Tom Brady and the, the Buccaneers lost the – uh, the Washington uh, football team off of by it's just an interesting world uh, game you might care about we'll, we'll let you cover it Zell has anything I don't have anything to add but the Titans come off a bye they play the Jaguars the Jaguars are making everyone feel good about themselves right now is this a get right game for Tennessee to just right the ship and beat the piss out of little brother not even I sure brother. hope so yeah homeless uh, at the end of the street <laughs> it's looking like Julio Jones might be back for this game, uh, and I oh, am praying good. that he is because uh, the Titans' offense without Julio and without AJ, uh, we don't have to go over it. We've been going over it for a couple weeks now, but the shit is very shaky. <laughs> Tannehill yep. is not the guy to to put nobodies on his back and, and carry you to to Ws. I mean, he's good. I I like Tannehill, but he's not. You know him and. Him and uh, Westbrook Akina is not the duo that's going to get the W for us. So as long as Julio Jones is back, I feel great. And if he's not, the Titans should still win. But I'm I'm not going to. Like you said last week where you go into every week not really sure. Uh, until the Titans have their real weapons back, that's how I'm approaching every week. I, anything is possible at this point. Is there anything to add? Um, I'm abstaining. I just feel like it really has been only like two games we've seen Julio play. If that, I'm really trying to think back and remember like seeing him make some plays since he's become a Titan. And I'm like, damn, I can't think of any. So I I, I know Leo as a Titans fan, you're uh you're happy to get him back and hopefully he can stay on the field. That's the most important thing too. So other than that, none. Right. To speak to Julio's games, I mean, he's only played or he's only had two games where he played more than 75 percent of the snaps. And those were the first two weeks of the season. Since then, he's only played four games. And the most snaps he's played was against the Rams, where he re-injured his hamstring and left the game. So, yeah, it, it hasn't been good. But I mean, the Titans finished the year with Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, San Fran, Miami and Houston, none of which have strong pass defenses. So. As long as they can get Julio and AJ back, then I expect Tannehill to get right, and then hopefully around that Houston game, we're seeing King Henry come back as best case scenario. Big game on the docket: Cowboys versus the Washington Football Team in Washington. Bold prediction: I'll make it now. Washington wins this game and adds a ton of drama into the NFC East. I think that this is going to be an ugly game. We'll see who plays for the Cowboys. They are acting like Ezekiel Elliott's healthy. I don't care if he's healthy. Uh, Jerry Jones came out and said, oh, here we go. Um, 
uh, Zeke's going to be full go for the rest of the year. That's a real funny thing to say when he hasn't been full go for the entirety of the past of the year. So to kind of come out and go, no, no, he, he's been playing nonstop and he's getting healthier. I don't know if he's healthier. He's just older. Uh, Tony Pollard is by far the better back in that backfield. Uh, so I'm expecting more Tony Pollard down the run. But if they refuse to do that, and remember, I think Jerry Jones could be forcing Ezekiel Elliott to get more touches because he signed them to that giant contract. We have to remember who the GM is in Dallas when we talk about things like the contracts there or the playing time someone is going to get. Unequivocally, the most, one of the most meddling owners definitely can, you know, constitutes who's going to get playing time. So I'm going to say that the Dallas Cowboys still haven't found their footing. They don't have good leadership in their front office, down to their coaching. They go into Washington. The Dallas Cowboys get stunned by the Washington football team. I'm taking Washington plus the points. Leo, tell me I'm wrong. I am not going to tell you you're wrong because I agree with you. The Cowboys, I, I don't know what it is with them. I feel like every couple weeks they just lay an absolute dud. And I've had to suffer through that because I have Dak Prescott on one of my fantasy teams. So this season I've paid way more attention to Dallas than usual. And I don't really get it. It's like every three weeks they just shit the bed. And so I don't trust them. I'm going to go with Washington because Washington is hot and Dallas looks like they don't know what they're doing. Del, correct us or is our ship sailing together? Our ship's sailing together on this one. Hey! <laughs> yeah, is. there we go. I, I saw the line. I saw Dallas minus four and I was like, I don't like that. I, I, I like the football team. They, they're they just – they've hit a stride. Um, They're playing in Washington, so – Dallas doesn't get to play in there, you know, in Jerry's world in the dome. Um, I like what Washington's doing on defense, and I like that they're giving Antonio Gibson the ball more, focusing on the run. Um, as long as Heineke doesn't throw the ball to the other team and, you know, have some crazy type of fumble, um, I think they'll be fine. Um, the Cowboys, like Leo said, you know, something about them, and Zeke's definitely not healthy, but they still want to, you know, kind of share the snaps with Pollard like he is. Um, Pollard should definitely be getting more touches. Um, he looks like the more explosive back. He's clearly the healthier back. Um, they limited Amari Cooper snaps last game. I don't know if they're going to, you know, have him on a snap count again or whatever it may be, but I don't know. I'm just not getting a good vibe from the Cowboys right now. And I think the football team's going to take it. So ship sailing together, fellas. Hell yeah. Let me give you their last five games and, and you tell me if you're concerned in the last five games, they have two wins. Those two wins are against the Falcons who look like a dumpster fire, in my opinion, and the Saints with Taysom Hill. Uh, they've lost to Derek Carr. They lost Oof. to Mahomes. They lost to Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, th th none of those five games that I told you, even in their wins, they didn't instill confidence in me at all. And Washington looks like they're turning that corner. Games I'm going to skip over real quick. Seattle versus the Houston Texans, Lions, Broncos, Chargers, Giants. Um Anything you guys want to talk about there? Or we'll go ahead and flip into the big boy games? Yeah, we could pass all those. Mm -mm. All yeah, right. let's get to the main events. Uh, Zell, we'll do well, – we'll, we'll, we'll touch down real quick. Anything you want to say about this Jets-Saints game? Uh, not really. Um, I, I don't expect us to win, um, unfortunately, even with Taysom Hill at quarterback. But uh, just really hopefully for, you know, Zach Wilson to just keep improving. That's, other than that um, – I mean, maybe the defense could come up big, get some stops, but that's really it. Same old, same old. 
the Raiders and the Chiefs play. This is a big game, and it's a big game because the Raiders don't seem to be going away, do they? They just kind of linger around. They lose a tough one last week against that. The Raiders beat Dallas. Washington beats the Raiders. We need a full circle. Dallas beats Washington to close that triangle down. Or maybe the fact that the Washington football team's good. The Chiefs are giving up nine and a half. I'm really struggling to understand why the Chiefs are giving anyone nine and a half, especially a team that has shown a propensity to at least stick close with them. Uh, it wasn't that way earlier in the year, but I think there's a lot more stability now. I like the Raiders here plus nine and a half and kind of a do or die for the Raiders. And this might be looked at as their Super Bowl this year going to Kansas City. If they can get to Patrick Mahomes and cause some havoc up front, this game could open up a little more than we think. I'm going to keep an eye on the weather. Zell, lead us off. Chiefs, Raiders, upset? Or you think the Chiefs set sail? No upset. I, I like the Chiefs in this one. Um, I do think the line is a little high, though. Um, I guess, like you said, uh, keeping an eye on the weather, because Kansas City is one of those places that in December it can get pretty frigid there, too. But regardless, I, I like the Chiefs. Um, the Raiders definitely do have a lot on the line here, but I – I, I don't think they can pull this one out. The Chiefs are kind of hitting their stride defensively, not offensively yet, which is the scary part because they're still winning. So I think the Chiefs got this. Yep. The last time these two teams played, Patrick Mahomes had 406 yeah. yards passing with five touchdowns, and the Chiefs won 41 to 14. I don't give a fuck what the Raiders are talking about. Give me the Chiefs. Okay. Leo's going to take the Chiefs through this. Uh, next huge game. Ah, God, let's let's start here. 49ers Bengals. This game, beginning of the year, may have seemed like a blip. Today, it is two teams desperately fighting for a playoff spot. The 49ers are going into Cincinnati. Cincinnati comes off a bye, loses horribly to the Chargers. And now the desperate 49ers are going to take on those Bengals. I like the Bengals at home, minus one. Give me the 49ers to continue to step on their own dick. Leo, what are your thoughts? I'm going to say that Burrow's finger holds him back a little bit and the 49ers run the ball just well enough to win. That'd be great. Zell? Yeah. Um, man. I'm going to go with the Bengals. I, like I was saying earlier, I don't really like anything the 49ers bring, especially if Debo's not playing. Kittle's a beast. Um, but I, I like the Bengals, man. I like, you know, Joe Burrow's tough. I like the weapons they have. I like how they're playing. Um, hopefully they'll be able to pull this one out because they've got a lot, you know, riding along being in that AFC North in that playoff race. So I like the Bengals. One thing that I think is a little interesting about this is that the Cleveland Browns basically beat up on Cincinnati by running the ball down their throat relentlessly and religiously, and that's what San Fran likes to do. We'll see if Debo comes back. We'll see what shape the 49ers' defense is in because I think their back end could be a little troubled. And, you know, we haven't heard a whole lot about the pass rush in San Francisco, so I think this game could be high scoring. 47.5 may be low. You could look at this game maybe getting into the like mid or upper 50s, so something to keep an eye on. Last big game of Sunday, the Bills take on the Buccaneers. If the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Bills here with the Patriots on a bye, I believe the Patriots take a two-and-a-half game lead on them. 
I think the Bills <laughs> fall apart here. I think Tampa Bay throws it all over them, and that's all she wrote. This is a desperate team. I'm going to also take the over because they're desperate. Uh, tell me I'm wrong, Zell. I'm loving the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to end the pathetic Josh Allen and this resurgent Buffalo shitty Bills. Go ahead. Tell me I'm wrong. I think this is going to be a shootout. Um, Tom Brady right now should be the favorite for MVP. Um, yep. With the way he's playing and the way the Bucks have been clicking on all cylinders offensively, they're just so efficient. Like, down in the red zone, their offense, they, they just seem like apparently Tom Brady revived Fournette's, you know, career. Um, I know he was somewhat of a beast in Jacksonville, but I know the last year didn't go too great, but he's doing it all. He had one good year in Jacksonville. <laughs> I, I, I did that to trigger you a little bit, so. Um, <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> um, he's catching passes, he's doing everything, but yeah, if, if it's going to be a shootout, I think when it comes down to it, the Bucks defense would get a stop before the Bills defense does. Um, I like their front better. So, yeah, I, I like the Bucks in this one. Um, I, there are a lot of Bills fans down here, so I, I they'll be showing out at the stadium at, at Ray J, but I, I don't think that'll be enough, and I think the Bucks will uh, get this win. You know how I feel about the Bills, so we can move on to the next game. I got Tom, double digits. <laughs> there we go. Buccaneers minus three, take it home. Uh, we get into the ugly Sunday night game where the Chicago Bears are going to get their cells packed up in Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay minus 12 and a half. Give me Green Bay minus 12 and a half. We're talking about MVPs. I really think it's down to three people. Uh, obviously, there's a lot to go. But I think you're looking at Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Kyler Murray, depending on how many more games Kyler Murray plays. He's coming up next. Give me the reigning MVP, Aaron Rodgers, to to just lay one on the Bears here. We'll take a look at who's playing as we get closer. I'm going the Green Bay Packers minus 12.5 at home against the lowly Chicago Bears. Leo, I'm going to assume we're setting sail together here. Yeah, I think Justin Fields is going to be out with that rib injury again, so we're going to get more Andy Dalton. Uh, Andy Dalton threw four picks last week. Uh, I think that pretty much sums up how how we should all feel about the Andy Dalton experience in Chicago. So, yeah, I'm with you. Aaron Rodgers wins big. At least they should win big. I agree 100% completely. Packers, take them. Minus 12 and a half, easy. All the way. All right. Rematch showdown. Last chance for anyone to catch the NFC West leading Arizona Cardinals against the Los Angeles Rams. Cardinals are at home, minus three, full force. I'm really going to – I'll tell you this. I'm super impressed by the way the Cardinals are playing. Their talent has worked out across the board. They already beat this team by 37-20 to 20 earlier in the year in the Los Angeles. I don't see what really changed between then and now. I think the Rams are actually a worse team. I think that the, the Cardinals might actually be fully healthy for this game. So I'm I'm going to take the Chicago, the Arizona Cardinals minus three, no problem at all. Yeah, so you go ahead. I, I want to take the Rams just so that division can spice up a little bit more, you know. Um, but yeah. I'm not confident in that. You know, Kyler looked. Yeah, I think he had one rushing touchdown this past week. He looked good. He mm-hmm. looked healthy. Um, yep. D Hop had a touchdown too. So on both sides of the ball they're just so balanced they look they look great um i think the cardinals will still get the dub even though you know like you said they they slapped up the rams earlier this year but i just think they're the better team flat out so 
Yeah. I want to disagree with you guys just for disagreement's sake, you know, just to spice some shit up a little bit. But I'm also not trying to look like an idiot here. So I'm going to go with (laughs) what my brain is telling me and agree with you both. The Rams, they just don't look that great to me. Right. I I don't know. I haven't seen it. They they feel like a one-trick pony. And over and over and over again, they're like, oh, there's going to be some play action passes that leave people open. Stafford's going to hit them. Uh, let me ask you this. Does this team feel any different than when golf was at the helm? I really don't think it feels any different. I think no. It, I mean, I'm more confident that they're going to score points and that like the fantasy yeah. stuff will be interesting. But like okay. as a team, no, I don't think that they look more that different. Consistent. You're right. Yeah. Leo said it right there. Yeah. So higher seal, higher floor, but perhaps the ceiling's no higher than it was with golf. I do think those these injuries Stafford has continued to pile up over this season, though, have factored into it because the beginning, like the first five weeks, they looked like they were humming. And yeah. after they beat the Bucks, like it was like, oh shit, like yeah, this is way better than the golf. So I think these injuries factored into it too. But um, now I'm kind of just like. <laughs> like you said, the ceiling is kind of capped. They're not impressing me, and they're just there. So they're just yep. Yeah, just and, there. and 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 I'm gonna say this: the injuries with Matt Stafford, that's who he is. So uh, there's a lot of people like, well, you know, what if he gets healthy? And I'm like, we have seen Stafford for I feel like ten plus years now, and he is never healthy. So that's you're true never too. Yeah, get that guy. So we'll see. Anything we missed, Zell, from the week. No, no, I, I think we hit it all. Um, I touched all the games. I'm looking forward to this week. Nothing that we missed. Yeah, I'm good. Leo. Nope, I'm good. If the Titans lose to Jacksonville this weekend, you're gonna you're gonna have to <laughs> send a search party out for me or something. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna happen. be sick to my fucking stomach. I don't think no. it's gonna happen either. I'm just no. saying. That ain't happening. The Jacksonville Jaguars can't do anything right. Then um, Durbin Meyer's got to be looking at all these coaching vacancies and the payouts they're getting in college football and going, oh, boy, I've made a teensy mistake. Um, but that'll be for an off-season pod. So, Leo, why don't you take us on out of here? This is the part of the show where I'm supposed to close it out. But I just want to say I'm watching this Brooklyn and Dallas game right now. And this is they got playoff intensity out here. It's late in the fourth. KD is he's he's being KD. And I just I love basketball, man. But anyway, let's get out of here. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pick and Play show. As usual, if you enjoyed the show, like subscribe, review, show it to a friend. We appreciate you. We'll see you next week. He said it was something so appealing He couldn't fight the feeling Something about it He knew he couldn't doubt it Couldn't understand it Branded Since the first kickflip He landed Uh Labeled a misfit Abandoned Cocoon, cocoon, cocoon His neighbors couldn't stand it So He was banished to the park Started in the morning One stopped after dark